Do you like feeling good? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Positive Thinking, the podcast created to uplift and encourage you while giving practical tools to keep Christ at the center of your life. Like a painter dips his paintbrush in vibrant colors to color a painting, you can come here to be reminded that you are redeemed, filling your world with a kaleidoscope of biblical principles. Here to bless you, welcome your host, an author, retired naval officer, CEO, and Christ follower, Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. Hey there, you podcasters. Hey there. I wanted to pop on today to be a blessing to you. Have I got a word for you? I've been looking at this word for the last 48 hours. And I knew when I first got it dropped into my spirit while I was at church worshiping that it was going to be something that was going to inspire me and push me forward. And I know that when I release this word today, it's going to do the same for you. First and foremost, I wanna thank all of my listeners. I wanna thank everyone who's been loyal to the channel, everyone that's um, just been with me from the start of uh, this podcast. And, and even those that have just decided to jump on in this season and support the positive thinking movement, I want you to know that I so appreciate you. And I don't take your uh, comments on Apple Podcasts reviews for granted. Those that have decided to go over to my YouTube channel, I don't take those comments for granted. I try to reach out to you guys to let you know that I totally appreciate you and that God loves you. And it is always a pleasure to be able to come on the channel and just begin to uh, decree and declare, begin to teach these practical principles that we might be able to use them for basic life application. How many of you know that even when I'm putting out a word, that word has first met me in my own spirit. God has dealt with me about it. So I'm getting blessed twice, once when he gives it to me, and then when he uh, allows me to process it and then put it out to you guys. I'm blessed again. So I want you guys to know that just doing this channel and, and, and doing life with you has been more than amazing. Um, go with me over to Numbers 11 and 9. Numbers 11 and 9. Go with me to Numbers 11 and 9. See, I want to talk with you on today about the mystery of the do the mystery of the do d-u d-e-w d-e-w the mystery of the do and it's interesting because when we go to numbers numbers 11 and 9 is really going to give us a quick backdrop of just how much the father loves us imagine this for a moment before we dive deep into the word imagine this imagine going out your front door every morning every morning when you wake up let's say you wake up and you walk out of the house at seven o'clock every morning as soon as you open the front door and say you are in this house and, and you look over the lawn every time you open the door there's a blessing 
a miracle, not just some simple blessing, but I'm saying a miracle, something you would have just never imagined, something that's never even happened yet. This is the first time this type of miracle is happening and you get the opportunity to see this miracle every morning, every morning. My question to you is how would you treat the miracle? How would you treat it? If you saw this miracle given to you every morning, how would you treat the miracle? Would you be in total amazement with the miracle? Would you begin to uh, tell others about the miracle? Um, what would you do if every morning you opened the door and there was a miracle? There was a miracle waiting for you. Well, today we're going to learn what happens when we begin to get too comfortable with the miracles of God. When we begin to get too comfortable, um, different things can begin to surface as symptoms of an underlying issue of uh, a lack of being humble. Other underlying things begin to surface like pride, like a spirit of entitlement, um, a spirit of uh, feeling that it's never enough. It's never enough. That is what we're going to talk about on today is how the children of Israel would wake up every morning to this blessing from God, but it was never enough. It was never enough. They got to this place where they felt that they had gotten to such a such a level of pride in their spirit that they thought they knew what was best for them rather than trusting that God knows what's best for them. That's a dangerous place to be in a place that you feel that you know what's best for you and that God does not know what's best for you. When he's a sovereign God, he's spinning the earth on its axis. He's telling a son to, to come out every day He's telling the moon to set. He set the stars in the sky. He's keeping the water from overtaking the land. What a dangerous place to be when you think that you can tell someone who's done so much and has such a solid reputation that you know what's best for you. That is where the children of Israel have found themselves. Go over to Numbers 11 and 9. This is what it says. It says, when the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. Now, I want you to understand what is actually going on in this particular scripture. The, the children of Israel have already had their experience of coming through the Red Sea. They are now tracking through the wilderness on their way to the promised land and on their way to destiny, to this promised land. They have to go through what I call the process. And as they're going through the process, they are getting to this place where, of course, they're uncomfortable in the process, but they're starting to lack the trust of God. Now, you, you have to try to, to, to put yourself in their shoes, but also to put yourself in, in God's shoes. Now, when I look at it from God's perspective, 
as much as I can, you know, is he's opened the Red Sea. He's sent them a deliverer. The deliverer has been successful with this, this showing the relationship between him and God, him being Moses delivering the children of Egypt to the promised land. And they can see his relationship with God, that it's a very close knit relationship. It's very intimate. It's very personal, personable to the point that uh, the Lord is using Moses to do these great feats, you know, whether it's bringing the plagues on Pharaoh to splitting the Red Sea. So they are now at this place where they are receiving bread from heaven. When you hear that term bread from heaven, they're receiving the manna. Matter of fact, manna was, was, this is the first time that manna is ever coming to existence. And this is the bread of heaven because they are traveling from Egypt and the Lord is aware of their what? Of their needs. And if he's aware of their needs, he's going to what? Take care of our needs. Cause the word of God says that, that our father knows what we stand in need of. He tells us why worry about uh, today when why worry about tomorrow when it's enough worrying about today. So he's always took this perspective and and this this stance that I'm going to take care of you. I'm your father. I've brought you through the Red Sea. Why would I leave you out here? Why would I? take you through the Red Sea and you think that I'm not aware that you need to eat when I made you. I made you. The functions in your body, I'm aware of that because I I made it. So why would you think that I, I would not feed you? Why would you think that I would harm you? I want to read uh, Numbers 11 and 9 one more time. It says, when the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came. The manna also came. So this gives you a quick glimpse of what the Lord is doing while the children of Israel are sleeping. See, the Lord never sleeps or slumbers. So when we are, are asleep, when we are not tending to our business, the Lord is making sure that our stuff is okay. He's orchestrating the whole universe that it would align to bless us while we're sleeping. While we're sleeping, think about this. While you're sleeping, he's taking care of all of this so that your needs are met. And it's signified by the manna settling at the same time that the dew is settling at night. This is important because every morning the Israelites are opening their door. You got to get this every morning. They're getting up, they're opening their door and they are experiencing a morning miracle. They were living in what I call a place called more. They were living in a place called more. We all say we want to live in a place called more, but see in a place called more, there is a heavy dependency, a hundred percent dependency on God. So my question to you on today is, are you really ready to live in this place called more? We say we want more from God. We say we want God to take care of us, but we get to see this picture play out when the children of Israel are experiencing this place called more. They're experiencing this place where God is taking care of their needs. They are opening their door every morning and food is provided for them. It's like uh, opening your door every day and the pizza man is there with the pizza and you didn't pay for it. And, and, and they, he's giving you this pizza and, and it's taking care of your needs. You're hungry and the pizza man is there. 
And it's not just a little bit. It's not a small pizza, but it's a, a extra large pizza that's taking care of the entire household. You don't have to worry about anything but loving on God and telling him, thank you. See, that's a place called more. We say we, we want to be in this place called more. We say we, we want to experience this place called more. But I'm challenging you on today to, to really stop for a minute and look at the children of Israel who were in a place called more and they found themselves doing something contrary to what we would believe someone would do when God is blessing them. You say, well, prophet, what, what, what were they doing? I'm glad you asked. Go over to Numbers 11, 18 to 20. 11, 18 through 20. Numbers 11, 18 through 20. So you already got a quick backdrop of what's happening. Every time they, they get up in the morning, when the dew sets, the man is there. So the Lord is feeding them. The Lord is a cloud by day and a pillar by night. So he is being their nightlight. He letting them walk through the desert. He understands that as black. So he says, I'm going to provide a light for you during the day. It's hot. I'm going to provide a pillar for you. I'm going to take care of you. Not only that, then you have to remember the children of Israel walked across the desert for over 40 years, 40 years. And their shoes didn't wear out. They didn't need new clothes. I don't recall anywhere in the scriptures where they had any blisters on their feet. The Lord took care of them. I don't recall anybody getting heat hydration, de dehydration. I don't recall anybody having heat stroke. I don't recall any of that. I don't recall any of that. But they're in a place called more, but it was never enough for them. It was never enough. Go over again, Numbers 11, 18 through 20. This is how it reads. It says, tell the people, consecrate themselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed. And some Bible say the Lord heard you whining and murmuring. If only we had meat to eat. So they are whining. And, and when you go over the numbers 11, 18 through 20, they are whining. Now the Lord is taking care of them every day, every day in numbers 11 and nine, but they gotten themselves to a place where they have a spirit of entitlement. And, and verse 18 says, Tell the people to consecrate themselves in preparation for tomorrow when they will eat meat. The Lord heard them when they were whining and murmuring, if only we had meat. So they're just back and forth. The Lord has provided their needs, but they're telling the Lord, this isn't good enough. We want more. It's never enough. We were better off in Egypt. This is what they're saying. After the Lord, as part of the Red Sea, brought them out of Egypt, richer than what they went in, they are saying we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat it. See, he, this is what they were complaining about saying we should have stayed in Egypt. You know, you brought us all the way out here to kill us. Mind you, the Lord is taking care of them, but he, they still have this attitude with Moses of entitlement, of entitlement. Uh, how many of you know that when we have a spirit of entitlement, it can cloud a blessing that God has given us. It can cloud a blessing. You also going to hear me say this a lot throughout this this next season that we're entering into is it's easy for God to bless us, but the challenge is remaining humble in the blessing in the Beatitudes. It tells us to be poor in spirit. See, we always have to remember to stay humble and I find it very difficult, not hard, not hard for God to bless, but very difficult for a man to stay humble. Think about people that you saw them when they were very humble, very humble beginnings with preaching, doing everything they was, that God had called them to do. And then they begin to elevate 
And guess what? Pride began to seep in. And that's why the Lord was aware of that. And he tells them on the mount that, you know, blessed are those that are poor in spirit. Blessed are those that are humble. Blessed are those that are humble. That's my prayer to God nightly. Teach me how to remain humble. And the place that I'm at now with you, the intimacy that we have, the love and, and, the, and, the, and the affections that my heart has towards you, keep me in this place. And if putting me in the land of more is going to change my attitude that's displeasing to you, leave me where I'm at because you know what's best for me. But let's look at the children of Israel. I'm again, I'm at verse 18 and I'm going to now finish verse 18 through 20. It says, tell the people, consecrate themselves. In preparation for tomorrow, when you will eat meat, the Lord heard you when you well, if only we had meat to eat, we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord will give you meat and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day or two days or five days or 10 days or 20 days, but the whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and you throw up basically because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and have well before him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? So the, they are wailing after years of crying and being oppression, being oppressed. They are now uh, mad at God. Now, and run down to uh, verses. We, we're still staying in chapter 11, numbers 11, but go down to verse 31 to 34, because I want you to see this play out. I want you to see the beginning in verses 11 and nine where it says when the dew settled on the camp at night the manna also came down and then when you go over to verses 11 18 through 20 you can see the people's response to god taking care of them with manna and feeding them every day so as they open the door and they're getting this blessing every day they are now getting to a place where they are ungrateful and they're that's not enough uh, we want more we want meat we had meat in egypt so now they have meat and the lord is upset he's upset because when you get into this place where you feel you can tell God what's good for you, then it's like, why am I up here? Why am I God? Why am I God? If you know what's best for you, why am I God? If you know what's best for you and you keep whining to me about me, here, have me. The Lord is like, here, you're not just going to have me for one day, two days, or five days, or even 10 days, or even 20 days. I'm going to give you meat for a month until you are so tired of meat. And then get this, when we go down to verses 11, I mean, chapter 11, verses 31 to 34, it says, now a wind went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. It scattered them up to the, to the cubits. So basically the Lord sends a wind to send the fish, the quail to, uh, you know, come to the people of God. This is another miracle that he's doing, you know, even though he's not happy with their attitude. It says deep all around the camp, as far as days walk in any direction, all the day and night and all the next day the people went out and gathered quail so basically when he sent this wind in it sent so much quail that everywhere they walked it was quail could you imagine that everywhere you look it's quail and it says no one gathered less than 10 homers then they spread them out all over the camp but while the meat was still between their teeth and before it could be consumed the anger of the Lord burned against people and he struck them with a severe plague. Therefore, the place was named Kirba, Hatava, because there they buried the people who had craved other food. My question to you is what are you craving? What are you craving? What is your appetite for? 
See, we say we want more, but when the Lord puts us in a place called more, sometimes we feel that that's not enough. And we begin to want more from God. We begin to tell God that this isn't good enough as if he needed our help in making a decision to give it to us. I'm challenging you in this season not to have an attitude that's ungrateful, not to have this elitist attitude and this entitlement attitude that the Lord is supposed to do something for you. We have to have a spirit of thankfulness and we have to be grateful. We have to be grateful. We have to be grateful in this season. I can't say it to you enough. We have to be grateful. See, the Israelites began taking a place called more for granted and forgetting what God had already given them and what God had already did in their lives. And, and, and again, I believe in this season, when you desire more, you must stop and allow God to fill your needs. See, they, they had a need and they wanted to fill it with quail instead of taking that need to God. There's been times where I've had a need and I'll be doing everything under the sun instead of stopping and just soaking in the Lord's presence. Just soaking in his presence because that's he's going to supply all of our needs according to his riches and his glory. If he if his word is true, which we believe it is. That he's going to supply our needs. If I'm having this feeling of I need this, I have to have that. This isn't enough. That means I don't have enough of him. I don't have enough of him because when Jesus was tempted, when Jesus went into the wilderness of 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. The devil waited till he got to a weak point and began to tempt him and say, uh, you know, turn these stones into bread. And he said, man shall not live by bread, by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the father. What he's trying to get us to understand is there has to come this place in time where you have self-discipline that you can put your spirit well, your flesh in check. Because Paul said that the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. What that means is I want to do this, but I keep finding myself falling short because my flesh is, is getting out of control. That's why our fruit of the spirit is self-control. There has to be this place where you have spent time in the presence of God that you have prayed, that you have done your devotionals, that you're spending that quiet time, just resting in him, not even saying words, just letting him saturate your spirit so that you won't develop this ungrateful spirit that you won't Think that, you know what, the Lord, he don't, he, he don't know what I need. I know what I need. I need this. I mean, I mean, it could be something as simple as I, I want this job. I want this job. And the Lord has put you in a job that's a place called more that you don't have to worry about anything, that you are being blessed. But that's just not good enough. You just got to have something else because you feel that you can tell God what you need. Now, I want to make a clarification on this, that I'm not saying that you should settle. I'm saying that. You, we have to go to God and give him a vote and say, Lord, should I stay here or do you want me to pursue something else? We have to allow him to supply our needs, also allow him to give us the answer to the questions. We don't know what's good for us. If we knew what was good for us, we would have figured out a way to get ourselves out of sin, but we couldn't do it. You know why we couldn't do it? Because we don't know what's good for us. We don't have the kind of wisdom that God has. See, God had gave them what they asked for, but it cost them. They whine and they murmuring about, we don't want this manna no more. We want quail. He gives them quail, quail till they blew in the face. And because they did that, it cost them. You know what it cost them? 
it caused plagues to hit the camp. Plagues hit the camp. The, see, this is the attitude, the, the attitude that you feel that, Lord, you need to do this for me. You got to be very, very careful with that. We have to be careful with our attitude and how we approach a holy God. Because get this, remember they, they asked for this, and this this meat. They, they wasn't satisfied until they got the meat. And it says the Lord burned against the people and he struck them with a severe plague. A severe plague, a severe plague to the to the place that people died. They died at that place and they named the place Kirba. They name it because people have died here. So my question to you again on today is if the Lord puts you in a place called more. Remember to stay humble. Remember to stay grateful in this place called more. Because remember I told you it's easy for God to bless us, but it's hard for us to stay humble. It's hard for us to stay humble. So I'm decreeing and declaring even now that in this season you will remain humble as the Lord shifts you to a place called more. As the Lord begins to bless you that you won't have the attitude that it's never enough, that you will go to God to make sure that he wants you to make this next move, that he wants you to uh, do whatever decision it is that you're trying to make in this hour, that you would give the Lord a vote in your life because he knows what we need. He knows if this thing that we're choosing is going to align with our destiny and with the plan that he has for our life. I'm decreeing and declaring that you would submit to God in this season, your mind, will, emotions, and your intellect, that you would rest in him in this season, that you will find rest in his presence in this hour. And that when you find rest in his presence, that he'll begin to give you downloads. He'll begin to give you witty ideas. He'll begin to give you the blueprints for the things that you need, strategic objectives in this particular season of your life. Even now, God, even now that God's going to do it for you, I believe it. And for those of you that this is your first time on the channel, I'm telling you, welcome. I love you. I appreciate you. Make sure you you go in and um, rate the uh, the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And please, please write a review. For those of you who like to interact with me and see me every now and then, go over to my YouTube channel, Positive Thinking Podcast with Jasmine Baker. You'll see me pop up, go over there, uh, make some comments in the comment block so I can interact with you. And I even have my email on there so you can shoot me your testimonies by email. I want you to know that the Lord is saying that he loves you on today. And for those of you that this is your first time on the channel and you want salvation, you want to be saved. You want to know a man named Jesus. All you have to do is say your name and say, Lord, I believe that you died on the cross, that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. And that he was stretched out wide and bruised for my uh, transgressions and iniquities. He was bruised for me that I might be able to enter in. Lord, from today forward, you are my Lord and Savior and I invite you into my heart. I believe that when your son died for me, he paid the penalty for my sins. And when he paid the penalty for my sins, that allows me to have this wonderful relationship with you. Lord, I love you and I know that I'm a new creature. And from today forward, I will walk with you. Yes, just that easy, just that easy, just that easy. And if you are unsure, go back, put this on the replay, repeat it again, and understand that your name is now written in the Lamb Book of Life. You are now a child of God. 
You are now a child of the king. Go over to my Instagram channel. Hit me up on Instagram, Positive Thinking Podcast. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to give you your next steps. And until next time, I want you guys to be blessed. Be blessed and know you are highly, highly favored. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you joined us on today's episode of Positive Thinking with Mrs. Colorful Day herself, Jasmine Baker. We know you are blessed today and we'd love to hear about it. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Positive Thinking Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Mrs. Colorful Day and our message at Positive Thinking, go to www.positivethinkingpodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, you are blessed. Now go color your world.